welcome to your Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Good morning. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to people of goodwill. We praise you. We bless you. We adore you. We glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King. Oh, God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son of God, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayers. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High Jesus Christ in the unity of the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Drive Time. A place where we keep you informed and inspired. I am your friend uh, covering again for our friend Joe McLean on a well-deserved vacation. Long weekend for him. Long uh, vacation. Um, filling in for those huge boots that I got right here. Fishing boots. Smelly boots right here. But anyways, I, I am here to help out with this uh, with this uh, adventure. Again, uh, if you are listening for the first time, welcome. Uh, for those of you that are uh, listening to us over there in the Northeast in the United States, the Station of the Cross, Thank you so much for being right there with us. Support us by visiting us also on our, on our social media, on our Facebook page. Uh, look for us, Catholic Drive Time CDT. And check in. I want to know where you're at. I would love to send a shout out to wherever you're at. A blessing from wherever you're at. If you check in right there on our social media, I would love to hear from you. And of course, all of our friends from Guadalupe Radio Network. Again, good morning. It's a freezing 80 degrees uh, in down south. Uh, so <laughs> I might be jumping in the pool this morning and talking about jumping in the pool. We got uh, Adrian Fonseca. Good morning. Buenos dias, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Oh, man. It, doesn't it feel good amen it does feel good i mean, just being with jesus is uh, <laughs> just brings me so much joy and energy i'm like who needs coffee when you have jesus robles in the studio jesus is a friend of mine jesus is a friend <laughs> I, I love that jam for those of you that are waking up to the freezing cold weather oh that that also feels good the little chillingness going down your bones right there but uh, anyway stay safe out there if you're driving on the highways and by the way ladies, uh, uh, let, let's uh, start with a prayer this morning as uh, as we have a whole lot to cover this morning we have um, on the on what's concerning us. We have abortion rights activists that want men to get involved in the fight. How? By doing bisectomies. <laughs> no way, Jose. And we also have uh, Cardinal Supage um, adding more restrictions to the Latin Mass. I was reading that story and I was like, oh, I had to hit myself on the forehead. I can't believe. Uh, and also we have um, uh, a fourth booster uh, COVID shot coming in already. Some countries are contemplating that. So we're going to have that and a lot more. Adrian Fonseca has a whole list of, uh, of stories to cover this morning on the What's Concerning, which is 15 past the hour. And we have uh, an amazing guest this morning, Father Jimmy Drennan from Cop to Priest. He has a, a good witness to share with us today. So those of you that are interested in the first responders, law enforcement, firefighters, and want to hear a little bit of that perspective from a former police officer, now a priest, and how he continues his journey and fight to evangelize, uh, stick with us. That's going to be 35 past the hour. But before we continue, let's pray this morning the memorari, which is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O oh, most gracious 
Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help or sought your intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To you do I come before do I stand, sinful and sorrowful, O Mother. Of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and amen. And now covering the breaking news, we have Adrian Fonseca with breaking news. Good morning, and thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. I'm Adrian Fonseca, and I'm replacing uh, Rudy for today as he's driving down from California to Texas today. So praise be to God. Keep him in your prayers and uh, pray for me as I do the news. Cardinal Supich issues new restrictions on the traditional Latin Mass, CNA reports. Cardinal Blaise Supich has issued a new policy for the Archdiocese of Chicago that curtails the celebration of the traditional Latin Mass and other sacraments in Latin using the liturgical books that are pre-Vatican II. Under the policy, which takes effect on January 25th, priests, deacons, and ordained ministers who wish to use the old rite must submit their request to Supich in writing and agree to abide by the new norms. Those rules specify that the traditional Latin Mass must incorporate scripture readings in the vernacular using the official translation of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. In addition, such Masses cannot take place in a parish church unless both the Archbishop and the Vatican agree to grant an exemption. The new policy also prohibits the celebration of traditional Latin Masses on the first Sunday of every month, Christmas, the Triduum, Easter Sunday, and Pentecost Sunday. Rorate Chaley blog reports the important declaration of the superior of the fraternity of St. Vincent Ferrer. Those are traditional Dominicans. Quote, the supreme authority of the church cannot go back on its word given to its members of the Ecclesia Dei communities. It is, it is impossible for the members of our institutes to abandon our liturgical customs. The fraternity of St. Vincent Ferrer, dedicated to the preservation of the traditional practices of the Dominicans, is one of the oldest of the so-called Ecclesia Dei communities founded under John Paul II, with a solemn contractual commitment to the, by the Holy See that they could dedicate themselves entirely to the traditional liturgical books of the Roman Rite. Their founder and current superior general, Father Louis-Marie de Blegeneres, a French name, I can't say that, does not forget that these solemn commitment by the Holy See was made in that thousands of men and women gave up their lives in the world because of this promise. It is not something that can simply be taken back from one day to the other. It is not a joke. It is not a whim. It is a legal obligation that cannot be changed from one pope to the other as it was made by the Holy See, not by Pope X, Y, or Z. Their Christmas letter to the faithful is an important declaration. You can find that at the Rorate Chaley blog. Blaze reports that Buffalo Bill player Cole Beasley has been hit with a $100,000 fine for violating NFL coronavirus protocols. Buffalo Bill wide receiver has racked up over $100,000 in fines for violating rules pertaining to his unvaccinated status. Beasley has been very vocal about his opposition to the NFL's vaccination protocol and has remained unvaccinated and defiant. His stance has made him a hero to those opposing vaccine mandates, but others excoriated him for his position. Sources told ESPN that Beasley has numerous violations that have resulted in fines adding up to $100,000. One of those is a $14,600 fine after the NFL officials caught Beasley without a mask at the Bills training facility in August. And finally, The Blaze reports climate alarmist Greta Thunberg says it's strange that people think of Joe Biden as a leader for the climate. 
Me too, Greta. Me too. And those are your headlines for this morning. God love you. And now the saint of the day. The saint of the day is the holy innocents. <clears throat> the holy innocents who were killed roughly three months after the birth of our Lord. Stephen was a martyr in human eyes. You know, remember the day after Christmas, December 26th, we celebrate the Feast of St. Stephen. His willingness to suffer appears most clearly in the fact that on the point of death, he was more concerned for his persecutors than for himself. John was a martyr in the sight of the angels, who being spiritual themselves, could see the spiritual proof of his dedication. You know, because John was never actually martyred and he had a spiritual martyrdom. But these, these innocents, are clearly your own martyrs, O oh God, because they do not seem either to humans or angels to have earned any reward. Your special favor to them is shown with great clarity. One of the mouths of the children and of babies, you have received perfect praise. Around the time of the birth of our Redeemer, Herod, the Tetrarch of Galilee, ordered all boys under two years of age to be killed because the wise men had naively asked him if he had heard about the newly born king of the Jews. Herod, figuring that there was no room on the throne for two kings, believed it necessary to eliminate that boy. He had his soldiers look for the child everywhere, but he was not found. So Herod ordered the slaughter of the innocents. They were the first martyrs of the Catholic Church. Why martyrs? For a very simple reason. They were killed out of hatred for the faith and for God. Out of hatred for the child who had given them the honor of being born roughly at the same time he came into the world. Having been murdered for those reasons, they went to heaven as martyrs. They are the holy innocents. When the angels appeared on Christmas Eve, they proclaimed, Glory be to God in the highest and peace on earth to men of goodwill. But the first action that unfolded from that day, full of light, blessing, and peace, are also laden with threats regarding the future. For a superficial mind, this seems to be in contradiction with the phrase, Peace on earth to men of goodwill. One has the impression that men of goodwill would neither suffer persecution nor have to fight. Probably some of the fathers and mothers of those children were men of goodwill. Nevertheless, what happened to them? An immense tragedy. Their children were slaughtered. Herod appears on a sort of balcony ordering the massacre. One sees the executioners looking for children whom their parents are trying to hide. In the foreground, one sees a woman who obviously does not want to give up her son. Nearby, one notices scenes of agitation and violence. It is indeed a dramatic scene. Someone could ask, were they not baptized? The answer is that they were baptized in their own blood. They were graced with so-called baptism of blood. And they are, as far as one can see, the first deceased Christians to benefit from the merits of our Lord Jesus Christ shortly after their own birth. They died in the first century. All you holy innocents, pray for us. Praise be to Jesus Christ for even in death. Death is turned in a way to glorify the Lord and give witness. Now today's gospel comes from Matthew 2. 13 through 18, when the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in his dream and said, rise and take the child to his mother and his mother flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you, Herod is going to search for the child and destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod. That what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all boys in Bethlehem and its vicinities, two year old and under, in accordance with the time that had ascertained from the Magi. 
then was fulfilled. What he had said through the Jeremiah the prophet, a voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing in loud and lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled since they were no more. Now, the angel of this is the word of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph in his dream and tells him to rise, which means what many theologians have commented that rise points out to a rebirth, a new mission, a life change. Now, what does a rise bring? It brings discomfort. It brings the unknown and moving from one place to another, a place of instability, of stability to now a place of instability. The, the mystery that alludes to most to the moments when we feel that we have lost control over everything, even in our own lives. This is why the, the mysteries in, in the rosary speak to us in a very real way. This rise calls for a total trust in God's will. Imagine walking day and night, cold nights, hot and dry days uh, to arrive to a new place where there is nothing for Joseph and he has to begin from scrap and start uh, to, to be able to sustain his family from Nazareth to Bethlehem, now Bethlehem to Egypt, the total trust. Now Scott Hunn and Father Boniface Hicks agreed uh, that Joseph, the silent one, but the head of the household was used in God's divine order to deceive the devil and veil Mary and the Lord from the attack of the devil. Uh, now, how was he deceived? He, he was prowling on the earth, seeking for a virgin, a lonely woman with a child. He did not expect that this woman would be protected by an earthly fatherly figure, Joseph. They add, Joseph, Joseph veils the holy family from danger and sacrilege and unveils to the eye that seeks the true, the good, and the beautiful. Again, this, this gospel speak, speaks to men in what is our journey, what's our vocation as men to be guides, to, to help our kids through life, through help our spouses in, in their daily journey. It takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes a father and a mother to raise a child in, in a very proper way. Again, Joseph, it, it, it's highlighted in this in this scripture as a silent one, but as a very active person in, in this act of salvation. Praise be to our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, coming back uh, to those of you that are driving, drive uh, carefully. For those of you that are listening on social media, stay with us. We have what's concerning us. Uh, we have uh, tidbits of information that's going to get your imagination going and touch the inner part of your soul. So stick around. If you're on social media, share us. This is Catholic Drive Time, a program to inform you and inspire you. We'll be right back. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. G.K. Chesterton says that it is in the old Christmas carols that date from the Middle Ages that we find not only what makes Christmas poetic and soothing and stately, but what makes it exciting. The exciting quality of Christmas rests upon a great paradox that the power and center of the whole universe may be found in something very small, a baby in a manger. And it's extraordinary to notice how completely this paradox of the manger was lost by the brilliant theologians, but was kept in the Christmas carols. The songs recall the main point of the story, that God once ruled the universe from a stable, and that the hands that made the stars were too small to reach the huge heads of the cattle. Want more than a minute? Chesterton. 
Hi, this is Lan Oswald, president of the Guadalupe Radio Network. My wife Joanne and I would like to wish all of our GRN listeners and their families a very blessed Christmas and a happy new year. Hi, this is Toya Hall, Vice President of the Guadalupe Radio Network. I want to thank you, Guadalupe Radio family, for your prayers and gifts that provide support for your GRN station. I pray that you and your loved ones will have a most blessed Advent, a joyful Christmas, and a new year filled with peace and love. Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Catholic Drive Time is on the air, a program to keep you informed and inspired. And someone that's really going to inspire you later on is going to activate your mind and heart and soul is the heart of a servant. Uh, Father Jimmy Drennan, he's going to be joining us at 35 past the hour. So for those of you that are connected on social media on our Facebook, Catholic Drive Time, I, I want to ask you to please share the program and let everybody know that this program is on the air and that we are in the middle of this battle, in the middle of this journey, and we are evangelizing hearts, changing hearts um, through this uh, awesome apostolate. Father Jimmy Drennan from Cop to Priest is going to be uh, sharing with us his journey, how he became not only just a hired and a paid police officer, because anybody can do that. Anybody can go through the academy uh, and then just go through the training, pass the the, the different exams and, and become a police officer, wear a badge. But when it becomes a vocation, when it truly becomes something part of your life, what is a journey to service? What is the meaning of service? There's a lot of law enforcement. There's a lot of firefighters out there that, that we, we do wear the badge and we don't understand really what the value of service is because we haven't really uh, 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 dove or, 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 or gone, gone deep into what the actual uh, meaning of being a police officer is, which is complete service, even if it takes you to death, right, uh, to give up your life for others in, in the daily uh, work. So Father Jimmy Drennan uh, uh, from uh, Cop to Priest is going to be joining us at 35 past the hour. But let's get into the what's concerning us uh, from the Blaze abortion rights activist, one man to get involved by getting bisectomies. Uh, what the Supreme Court expected to issue a ruling next year uh, that would that, that that is going to determine the fate of abortion in America, some pro-choice activists are advocating bisectomies as a way for men to support abortion rights. These activists say that men should be more involved in a family planning and that going to the doctor to have their reproductive tubes snipped and sealed is an act of reproductive freedom that can relieve pressure on a woman from killing their unwanted children before they were born. Doctors who perform the male sterilization process uh, advise that they've seen an increase of male patients seeking bisectomies in response to pro-life laws that are being passed in different states uh, by, by the Republican majority legislation in several states. For example, in Texas, the fetal heart bill uh, that, that has passed, um, which basically stops any abortions when you can detect the heart. Um, they're saying that people are walking into their clinics um, and they're saying, I'm going to get, uh, I want to get a bisectomy because now this is interfering with my rights uh, and my partner's rights to not have a child. They said that they have seen an increase of 15%. Florida doctor Doug Stain um, advertises himself as a bisectomy king, advocates that sterilization is an act of love uh, by men for their partners and is the ultimate way to be a 
good man. Again, when somebody says I, I, to be a, a good Christian, you just have to be a good man, it, that really falls in, in what you call it to be a good man. Now, if you follow the Gospels, if you follow Jesus Christ closely, you know that life is something that's given by God and can be taken away by God. And it's not up to us to do that. We are to act, as he says, uh, multiply, right? Uh, and just grow your family. Now, uh, um, Sarah Miller, a Boston family medic- medical doctor, said that it's remarkable that this trend is growing, uh, family planning, quote-unquote, um, and recognizing that that promoting bisectomy is a great birth control for men. To, to, to be clear, these bisectomy evangelists are not saying that men should get sterilized as a replacement for a woman's rights to seek abortion. They want women to have the freedom to kill unwanted children, but they think that men could join in the battle by getting a bisectomy by sterilizing, uh, by committing, you know, this this act. Now, um, again, this this battle continues. It it really goes into into this disordered uh, thought of what is good. <laughs> Not, uh, there's nothing good. God is good, and if you follow God, He's going to teach you what it is good. And sterilization, basically, uh, uh, stopping God. Uh, from from participating in, in, in the creation of life is not the way to go. Adrian? Yes, that was it was a pretty horrible story to see. And I it was all over Twitter yesterday. It's kind of funny mm. because, you know, I mean, obviously this is purely in jest, but the joke that was going around was that whenever they put that out, this uh, people were responding, well, on the bright side, did we really want the people who are going to get vasectomies to have children? Uh, so that was kind of the joke that was wow. happening. But the, the it gets to a really big truth, which is this movement is trying to destroy men. It's trying to dis- mm-hmm. uh, to take men and put them into a status where they do no longer have their generative ability. Mm-hmm. Because that is the thing that makes a man a man is his ability to gestate life, is to give life. And the woman's thing that makes her uh, a woman rather than a man is that she receives life, that she takes it within That's herself right. And then she's able to foster life within her womb. I mean, Adrian, you become an object, basically, an object of, of just a simple pleasure. And again, the, the church is, is not against the act of, no, the, the church, through the church and through, through God, which creates the act of love, which creates children, you know, it, it provides you the greatest freedom and the greatest um, uh, way to do this in, in a holy, holy way. You it's know, a very grave sin. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. It is. Uh, we, we, we're not objects. Exactly. Uh, in a similar note, the same thing that really struck me in the news was uh, reported by the Daily Wire, TikTok videos about transgenderism mm. boast 26 billion views. 26 billion, billion. views. Oh. There's not even, there's only like, what, nearly 8 billion people on the planet. Mm-hmm. And that means uh, that's enough views for every single person on the planet to have watched a one of these videos nearly four times. That's insane. And there was this, a targeted to children. One of the people who had it was an 18-year-old who had 680,000 followers. And she uh, gained a ton of followers, one of her videos reaching 2.3 million views. And she encouraged her followers. She said, quote, we're at one estrogen pill away from a glow-up. Now, if you don't know, a glow-up is reference to, like, a transformation, a physical, mental, emotional transformation to make you feel better. And they're saying telling kids to go and take estrogen pills. 
This is horrible. And this same person refers to themselves. They said, quote, I used to be a good Christian kid before showing the transformation to a trans gay atheist who loves tattoos and chaos. Uh, this is like this is targeting our children. People, y'all, you need to get rid of TikTok. Do not let your children use TikTok. TikTok is a net negative for the world. Yes, there are some good things on TikTok. My brother shares with me because my brother's on TikTok. He shares with me these videos of like Catholic priests and sisters, and there's like these good Catholic videos on TikTok as well. But it is a net negative, and it is causing damage, and is encouraging kids to trans themselves to cut off just like we're talking about visectomies of adult men where they're doing visectomies like things to male boys before they Mm -hmm. have any ability to reason and the other problem with this to go further with it is the fact that these are also causing ticks among young ladies because it is a very abigail schreier i've been trying to get her on i haven't been successful in that but she talks about her book, Irreversible Damage, and she talks about how, especially among young girls, they are very, very impressionable. And whenever they fall, they see these things, they, it becomes a social contagion. And yes. so females especially are starting because transgenderism used to be a primarily a male problem. But now mm-hmm. the female rates are skyrocketing. And what is the cause of this? It's social media. It's these YouTube and TikTok influencers who are uh, presenting themselves as these LGBT icons and saying, look, if you want to be happy, if you want to get rid of these things, why? What is one of the reasons? Well, one reason is because, you know, young girls are starting to get uh, acne and starting to have bodily mm-hmm. changes. And these TikTok people, these LGBT activists are telling the girls, well, if you just take this, you'll be better. If you just take this, you'll be better. And temporarily, it does. Because when you start getting off of the estrogen and start taking testosterone, you start clearing up a lot of these issues, quote, quote, issues, which are just a natural mm-hmm. growth of a young lady. And it and they think, oh, yeah, I feel great. But that's because you have testosterone running through your veins. This is a hor- horrific thing that we have to talk about more about. And like you said, uh, children are very impressionable. And I, and I blame the, the issue that parents were, were leaving our children to the social media, especially right now in Christmas when you, had, you, you have people on long vacation. Uh, we got the kids there the entire day. Everybody loses patience. And what do you do? You give them the phone. You give them a tablet, and they start going at it, and you leave them there by, by, by themselves. Now, Pope Francis uh, made a statement and said, parents, do not leave your kids on social media by themselves. Do not grab your phone and go somewhere else, and you play on, you know, on social media by yourself either. you got to stay on top of your children. you got to pay attention to what they're watching. you got to teach them uh, things. You know, there's a lot of dopamine going on on social media, and when you see something that makes you feel good or, 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 or fills in a, a doubt that you have, you're going to stick around with it and you're going to believe in it. So don't let a social media change the hearts of your kids. There's a lot of good content on there, but you have to be the filter of this content. You have to look at it. Not everything on social media is true. Now, there's a story, Adrian, from the Daily Wire, a top U.S. health official. Um, the top U.S. health officials are urging Americans to get a booster shot on top of, of their other two shots of vaccines against COVID-19. And now, uh, so the movement is that we are considering a fourth shot, 
a fourth booster shot. Israel has begun the trial on a fourth dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A Shiva Medical Center with 150 medical personnel who received the booster dose in August and now are receiving the fourth uh, of Pfizer and biotech vaccine. The, the staff received the additional dose, were tested and found that they had low antibody levels, even with all them boosters that they're putting in. The trial came as Israel officials have considered rolling out a second batch of booster shots to its population with rising uh, Omicron variant. Jacob Levy, a former director of the Heart Transplant Unit in Sheba, stated that hopefully we'll be able to show here that this fourth booster, finally the fourth one, we're going to hit it. Uh, it really provides protection against Omicron, which is um, highly in need right now. Now, researchers say that Omicron appears to be milder than the Delta variant, uh, COVID-19, and leading up to 80% fewer hospitalizations. Now, I don't know if this because there's already a, um, a herd immunity going on or because of the other shots. They do not know exactly what, why that's going on. But um, other people who contract the virus are hospitalized. They're also 70% less likely to be admitted to the intensive care unit. So that even brings down the percentage to a lot smaller from people that have to go to the ventilator uh, with, this, with this new variant. Now, uh, a separate study in Scotland suggested that the risk of hospitalization was two-thirds less in Omicron than Delta. That's a different study. The national investigation is is one uh, of the first that show that Omicron is less likely to result in hospitalization uh, than the Delta. Researchers have concluded that this one is way less. It's more contagious, but it's really affecting people um, in critical ways a lot less. Uh, So, again, uh, fourth booster shot. We thought we had it on the second booster shot, the third booster shot. Now we go to the fourth one. Mm-hmm. And there's other reports, uh, Adrian, that are going out there that uh, it's uh, it may have some permanent damage to mm-hmm. certain organs of the body. Oh, so yeah. many of these boosters. Again, this is medicine. This is real stuff, guys. This is not something that you know you could just you should be taking lightly. Okay, and something that's not shouldn't be taken lightly is uh, Father Jimmy Drennan coming in at 35 past the hour from cop to priest. If you're going to share something, this is the moment to do it. Share the program on our social media. Stick around. This is Catholic Drive Time, a program that keeps you informed and inspired. We'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. Since we are all children, we all associate Christmas with Christmas presents. G.K. Chesterton says that everything looks better when it's a gift. A gift is something we don't deserve. If we deserved it, it would not be a gift. And that's why the only possible response to a gift is gratitude. And that is why we hear in the Mass, as we will hear at Christ's Mass, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks. Everything we have is a gift. And that is why Chesterton says, thanks is the highest form of thought. That's why the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. The best kind of giving, says Chesterton, is thanksgiving. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca wishing you a Merry Christmas from the Catholic Drive Time team. A brief meditation on Christmas. The Virgin adored him saying, O Lord, you indeed have come from heaven to earth for the salvation of men. 
I adore you because as God, you are my creator, and as human, you are my son. Joseph adored him, saying, O Lord, you have granted me such a grace. Kings and prophets wished to see you, and they did not see. But to me, a sinner, you have given such a grace that I should see you. Merry Christmas, and God love you. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your producer, Adrian Fonseca, and here is your headline news. A Reuters reports gunman kills four in Denver area shooting spree before he is killed by police. A lone gunman shot four people to death and wounded three, including a police officer. On Monday in a Denver area shooting spree that unfolded at several locations and ended with a police killing the suspect, authorities said investigators have yet to determine a motive for the rampage which began around 5 p.m. when the gunman shot and killed two women and wounded a man near downtown Denver. Police Chief Paul Pazin said in a news briefing, The suspect then fled in a car and fatally shot a man in East Denver's Cheeseman Park and neighborhood before opening fire again in a West Denver community where no one was hit. Pazin said, according to Pazin, the suspect twice exchanged gunfire from his vehicle with Denver officers pursuing him, disabling a police cruiser. From there, a gunman drove into the neighborhood, neighboring city of Lakewood, where he shot and killed a fourth person inside an unspecified business, according to Lakewood Police spokesman John Romero. The gunman fled from Lakewood Police when they attempted to pull him over and engaged him in a running gun battle with officers before fleeing on foot and entering a hotel where he shot and wounded a clerk, Romero said. He then shot a police officer again, wounding one of them before police shot him dead. Romero told reporters authorities did not publicly identify the suspect and said circumstances leading to the shooting remain under investigation. The Daily Wire reports analyst slash 2022 economic growth forecast due to Omicron variant. Uh, economists are slashing their growth forecast for next year due to the Omicron uh, variant of COVID-19, according to the Wall Street Journal. Moody Analytics chief economist Mark Zandi downgraded his first quarter GDP GDP predictions for the United States from 5.2% to 2.2%, as he, quote, can see the economic damage mounting going into the first quarter, end quote. He noted the, red- the reductions in travel spending as well as the cancellations of arts and entertainment events. The Epic Times reports Kentucky tornado death tolls rise to 77, and an infant being the latest fatality. LifeSite reports that nearly half of Massachusetts COVID cases are, quote, fully vaccinated. Almost half of all COVID cases last week in Massachusetts were fully vaccinated amid a breakthrough case surge impacting severely several highly vaccinated states. The vaccinated accounted for 43% of cases in Massachusetts for the week ending on December 18th, up from 37% the previous week. Nearly 48% of cases were fully vaccinated for the week that ended on December 4th, according to data from the state public health department. Massachusetts has now recorded more than 114,300 breakthrough cases since the jabs became available, reflecting similar figures in other states with highly vaccinated rates, like Minnesota, which also hit 100,000. A total of 784 fully vaccinated people have died of the virus in Massachusetts, and 3,186 have been hospitalized. Up to 59% of Maine's weekly virus deaths in October were reported in fully vaccinated people. Over three-quarters of September deaths in Vermont were, uh, were as well, as were majorities of fatal cases in Vermont in October and November. And that is your headline news. Praise be, praise.
Praise be to Jesus Christ. As we come back, this is uh, Catholic Drive Time. Again, that uh, breaking news with Adrian Fonseca. Uh, this morning, uh, we have um, a guest in, in this uh, show, Catholic Drive Time. We have um, from cop to priest, uh, Father Jimmy Drennan on the line, a person that it's been an honor to have met him a, a couple of years ago while I was attending a Shields of Christ retreat, which is uh, basically the Axe Retreat, modified for law enforcement, modified for first responders, and it truly impacted me in the deepest ways, uh, creating a conversion in my life and uh, really coming to Catholicism. I was a, a Catholic uh, that just visited the pew uh, when there was a wedding or when there was a, a special celebration, but that's about it, and that's all that that's all church meant for me. And after attending uh, this beautiful retreat as a law enforcement officer, it, it blew me away uh, on the on the on the so many things that I could participate in and in someone that inspired me. Uh, Father Jimmy Drennan, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, Father. Good morning. How are you doing, sir? Blessed right here to have you on the line. It's a, it's a dream come true to be able to speak to you on on these terms on on, on Catholic radio. And again, I, I wanna I want you to inspire the the entire world that's listening uh, to the to Catholic Drive Time this morning. Now, the heart of a servant, Father Jimmy Drennan. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, about your journey, about how you went from uh, going into into a vocation of a police officer, and then boom, all of a sudden something happened, something sparked, led us into that journey please well if you don't mind i'd like to actually go back a little bit before i was even a police officer um and back to my vocation as a catholic christian um, i grew up in a single parent family uh there was uh my mother was had five children five boys uh, i was the fourth of five boys and uh unfortunately when i was a young child of age five my father uh, left us, and uh, we grew up just my mother and my grandmother in my grandmother's home in San Antonio. The thing that uh, impacted me the most was we didn't go to church, and it was because um, my mother had a very difficult time um, at, at that particular moment in history uh, of being a divorced woman, a mother of five, working full-time as a nurse, two jobs in two different hospitals. And so growing up in this experience, we didn't go to church on a regular basis. Well, what I came to discover is that my mother and my grandmother had created for all of us, my brothers and I, what we call the domestic church, the church of the home. Uh, throughout the house, uh, there were beautiful images of our Catholic faith uh, in different rooms and in different parts of the house. And uh, the values, the, the incredible values of the Catholic faith my mother would teach us at home. And uh, I grew up in this experience of, you know, what Pope John Paul II would call the domestic church, the church of the home. And so when I was a young man at the age of 17, and uh, I was invited to go to the Catholic church with some friends of mine, uh, graduating from high school, I felt right at home. I felt as if I had gone into my own home when walking into the church of St. Margaret Mary uh, here in San Antonio, Texas. And it was an incredible transition. And it was my first understanding that being a Catholic is not a Sunday experience, nor is it just an experience that happens in the church building, but it is truly a way of life. 
it is it embraces every aspect of who we are and ultimately it becomes who we are uh, i could never even envision my life in any way unless it was a catholic way i feel very blessed in that way i feel very honored and graced to know that that being catholic is is you can't be separated from my humanity it is so um bound to it because being catholic is a way of life so you know i kind of want to begin there if that's all right just let touching base on the fact that that my mother made sure my grandmother made sure that uh, our catholic identity was sealed not simply by a ritual at church or sealed just simply by going to mass every sunday but they really wanted to make it a part of who we were so beginning going to church every single sunday um, you know fulfilling all the sacraments and living out a sacramental way of life just made sense there was no other way to do it other than to live a sacramental lifestyle and that's what I wanted to, to in, in that note right there, a lot of people say, I grew up Catholic and I left the church. I, I, was, I didn't believe, and, and, and this, the other faith changed my life. But in reality, you really weren't living a Catholic life. Father, you know, that's, that's so interesting. Through the sacraments, it is that, that, that you keep your faith alive. But, but again, it's, it's making the faith, living the faith every single day. No, you know, Father? Yes, exactly. And I, and I think that that's probably one of the most, beautiful things about what it means to be Catholic. The Catholic uh, Church gives us through not only the sacramental life of the Church, but through the life of sacramentals, sacramental moments. We are able to discover in our lives in so many different ways in everything we do, whether it's at home, at school, at church, in the workplace, uh, in the neighborhood, in the community, we are able to express our Catholic identity. And so uh, I saw that with my mother. I saw that my mother, she was not just a nurse. She was a Catholic nurse. And, uh, and it came through in every aspect of who she is. And she, she was a nurse who was trained by the Sisters of Charity of the Incarnate Word. She went through the, the Santa Rosa School of Nursing. And so she really understood what it meant to be a Catholic nurse. And uh, she, so she set an example for me of what it means to dedicate your life and to make sure you understand that your, your vocation is intimately connected to your, your Christian call. And so I saw that with my mother. And so as I myself, um, you know, through my experience of, of active participation in the church, um, when I was 17 years of age and moving forward, it made sense. It made sense uh, for me to choose a vocation and understand that that vocation would be an expression of my Catholic faith. And that's what led me to becoming a police officer. That is Being great. A officer. Father, we're going to come back in just a minute and a half in Catholic Drive Time. I want to know uh, that, that phrase that your, your, your mom once told you, one, you don't understand this right now, but one day you will. And that is tied into Mrs. Ann Stringer Drennan. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about her and how this phrase changed Father Jimmy Drennan's life. We'll be right back with Father Jimmy Drennan from cop to priest at Catholic Drive Time. 
This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. G.K. Chesterton says, All comfort must be based on discomfort. What's that supposed to mean? It has something to do with the fact that we celebrate Christmas in December. It is the feast in the middle of winter. We are choosing to be joyful at the very moment when the whole material world around us is most sad. We are defying cold death outside by celebrating life inside. And that's why there's nothing more comfortable than a blazing fire in the middle of a blizzard, and why we bring a green tree inside and decorate it and talk of good cheer in the face of darkness and death. Tidings of comfort and joy. Because all comfort is based on discomfort. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. Hello there. I want to thank you for being a beautiful part of the Guadalupe Radio Network family of listeners. Sammy Rodriguez Jr. here, your business manager. And from my family to yours, Merry Christmas. May your heart and soul be filled with the love, joy, and peace that only our Lord Jesus can bring. Always remember that He is truly the reason for the season. Christ, welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, a program keeping you informed and inspired, and someone on the line that is extremely inspirational to all of us, Father Jimmy Drennan from Cop to Priest. He's telling us and speaking to us about the heart of a servant and how he was cultivated, how he was he was uh, made to be the person who he is now. I remember a story that's so powerful, and I don't want the, I don't want this to be skipped out. Is is how his his mother at one time as he as, as well, he's going to tell us a story. Um, she she mentioned something to him and says, at this point, you you don't understand this right now, why I'm asking you to do this, but one day you will. Father Jimmy Drennan, uh, tell us about that, that beautiful witness of your mother and how she inspired the heart of a servant in you. Absolutely. So as a uh, young boy uh, at the age of 12, my grandmother had fallen and broken her hip, and my mother... Uh, while she was at work, asked my brothers not to take care of her. And I remember it was a very difficult thing. We would be there at the house to help my grandmother. And when my grandmother had soiled her, her clothing, um, she needed me to help her go to the restroom. And I was very uncertain and nervous about it. When my mother came home, she asked me to help her take my grandmother to the restroom to help her in the shower. And I remember telling her I didn't want to do it. I was 12 years old, and I said, I, I, said I, I, I don't want to do this. Can't we find someone else? And my mom looked right at me, and she says, Jimmy, at this time, you don't know what I'm asking you to do, but one day you will. You don't understand it yet, but one day you will. And um, I remember I, I in, in sorrow in my heart, I stepped out of the house. I just couldn't do it. And I, I, I went down the, the street to a area of woods and just kind of sat there, and that didn't come home till late that night. Uh, I carried that loss in my heart that I, I didn't know how to enter into that moment. Well, years would pass. My grandmother would go home to the Lord. I would become a police officer, serve as a police officer, enjoy my service. And I would leave the police department to become a priest. And uh, when my mother was in her last moments of life, uh, I was at the hospital with her. I'd spent the 41 days at the hospital with her. 
she was in the last moments of her life. And the night before she died, uh, that or early that morning, I remember my the nurses came in and uh, assistants to to change her bedding. And I was they told me to step out of the room. And I remember as I was stepping out of the room, I stopped for a moment and I looked back. And I said, what are y'all going to do? And I said, we're going to change the sheets and bathe your mother. And I looked at the nurse, and I remember telling Michael, the nurse, I said, no. I said, uh, I'm going to do it. And he encouraged me not to, but in the end, he helped me take the sheet off. And and uh, I remember taking a moment to bathe my mother, to wash her body, and to... Uh, gently and lovingly um, put lotion on her hands and on her feet. And they assisted me in putting a gown back on her and putting a uh, sheet back over her. And I remember I held her hand and as they left, I remembered those words. At this time, you don't understand what I'm asking you to do, but one day you will. And those were the very words that Christ spoke to Peter. Um, when he was trying to wash their feet. And I realized that we were invited into the mysteries of our faith at an early age, and we don't always understand what those invitations mean. But there comes a point when we will find ourselves at the exact moment in life when we enter into that mystery and we are transformed by the experience and and that was my mother's way of teaching me not simply how to read scripture but how to live scripture and so my my police to my police work and my priesthood have been marked with these experiences where i've been able to enter into the mystery of our faith in ways i never thought possible Father, in that moment, I see you. You were standing at that foot of the cross. You were standing at that foot of that cross of, of your mother and in, 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 in passing uh, and, and you taking care of those last minutes. You're standing there as the as the John, as as, as Mary, as uh, just incomplete, just letting yourself go to the will of God and taking up that that uh, the heart of, of a servant. Now, as as police officers and firefighters that are listening right now, I, I know, and, and those that are they work in public service, this is what you do on the every day. You go out and you lay out, you lay down your life. Every time you take a call is, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to go home that night. Father uh, Jimmy Drennan, uh, speak to us on how how you continue to participate in the lives of so many of, of um, first responders and how uh, we can impact and participate in this, in this journey along with them and, and bring hope to them, to the eyes that have seen so much uh, darkness uh, in society. Well, you know, that, that biblical passage you were alluding to, and that is, there, no greater love is there than this, than one would lay his life down for his friends. That incredible passage uh, that we are called to understand that we live sacrificial lives. You know, first of all, I, I came to realize that that passage does not come true only when a police officer, a firefighter, an EMT, or a first responder dies in the line of duty. That is actually occurs every single time they wake up and they go to work. 
because they're 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 placing the badge up over their heart. They're entering into their vocation, and so they're living out that incredible invitation of the Lord of entering into that level of sacrificial love. So first of all, it's to recognize simply by their vocation, they are entering into that each and every day. Knowing that, knowing that they are taking upon themselves and embracing this level of sacrificial love, you know, I have uh, found an incredible opportunity of of celebrating that mystery and making sure that that police officers, firefighters, EMTs understand that they don't have just a job, that they have a vocation, that what they are doing is is a way of life, and and by embracing their Christian identity, they they will see their their uh, vocation, their occupation, at, truly as a vocation and as ministry and service. Uh, and they do it in such a, a, a more profound way. It's, it's incredible. So through the Shields of Christ, it's a great organization that we created um, uh, through the ACTS missions. It is our ability to bring police officers, firefighters, EMTs, all first responders together to reflect upon their life, to understand their identity as a a follower of Christ, and that they're 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 job is actually a vocation, and it has been transformative. Uh, Police officers have been energized. Firefighters have rededicated themselves in their marriages, in the lives of their children. EMTs understand that they are truly the healing hands of the Lord in everything that they do, and they understand that that's not just at work, but it's with their children and their spouses and their families and their neighbors. Um, it has been one of the most satisfying experiences inviting these first responders to an experience to 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 bring all of that together and realize it's not simply about having a home life, a work life, a play life. It's about having a life in Christ and how each one of them are bound together. From cop to priest, Father Jimmy Drennan, a great witness and and someone that has supported this awesome retreat that has changed so many lives. I remember the first time I attended to it, Father. I'm going to be extremely honest. When I walked in there, I told my wife, if some, if some, one of these officers begins to bully me, because I'm not usually the the nice one, the the one that smiles at everybody, please pick me up because I don't want to be around disgruntled people. But it, when I saw the 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 the, the great miracles happening in in, in such a beautiful for retreat, I, I could only sit and, and watch and, and really appreciate the work of, of, of your work that you did and, of course, the incredible team in the Axe uh, retreat. Um, so again, we need each other to, we need to lean on each other. Father, as, as, as civilians and people out there, how can we help law enforcement uh, feel uh, better and, and firefighters as they do their daily duty? Can, can it just be a smile, a, a high, a, a, a high five? We get called into, into these places where there's darkness, where there's confusion. No one calls us to celebrate somebody's birthday party. They call us because there's something bad going on. How can we participate as laymen, uh, to, to help our first responders uh, make their lives a little easier out there as they go through this journey? Well, I think first and foremost is we need to be people of prayer at home. In the morning when we rise and at night when we go to rest, 
we need to pray for our first responders. Like we pray for our teachers and we pray for our doctors and nurses. And in the same way that we as families, as individuals, we pray we have learned to pray for all of our frontline workers throughout COVID. We've been inspired to pray for frontline workers. We should be praying for for them. Each and every time we see uh, a police officer, an EMT, a firefighter, we should say a prayer for them. We should also, I think, I think, be a people of gratitude. You know, we are inspired by Christ in in the the, the Bible and throughout our faith to be people of gratitude. We need to be thankful. And I think they're just simply, and, and it's hard because when a police officer is present, a firefighter, an EMT, we sometimes, again, want them to do their job. Uh, we, you know, Instead of saying, thank you for doing your job, we often say, why, did, why are you here? Why are you bothering? You know, why have you come into my home or my life? And instead, learn to be people who are grateful for them. And, and acknowledge that by thanking them. I think the smile is great, uh, but also we have to have a positive attitude. We have to see all of our first responders as living out a vocation, and we need to support that. Thank we you, Father. That up as we close, just give us a blessing, Father, as we close this segment, please. Absolutely. Through the intercession of St. Joseph and St. Mary, the Holy Family, I impart God's blessings upon you through the blessings of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That was Father Jimmy Drennan from cop to priest all the way from San Antonio speaking about shields of Christ in the heart of a servant. Check it out on social media. It's right there. You can listen to this interview and share it for those of you in the Northeast Stations of the Cross. Thank you so much for joining us. You can continue to listen to the program on social media. Thank you so much, Guadalupe Radio Network. We'll be back in the next hour. This is Catholic Drive Time. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. From St. Luke's Gospel, the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, this is the sixth month for her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. As we celebrate Christmas, let's bring impossible measures of joy and love to all. I'm Joseph Schuler with Guadalupe Radio Network, and I wish you a happy and holy Christmas. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. G.K. Chesterton says that it's become a bad habit in our society to celebrate Christmas before it comes. We've forgotten the glory of anticipation. The presents should not be opened until Christmas. That, of course, is part of the excitement. And while we know the gifts are coming, Chesterton reminds us that the best kind of gift is the surprise gift. 
And if we have the right perspective, we should look at everything as a gift and every gift as a surprise gift. We are happy to wake up on Christmas morning and find gifts in our stockings, but the best gift we could ever find in our stockings is our own two legs. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. I'm Richard Lena, GRN Executive Director, and from my family to yours, we wish you and all your loved ones a blessed and very Merry Christmas. May Christ come to you this Christmas with the gift of love, the blessing of hope, and the promise of peace. And may the new year bring joy throughout your family and friends as we celebrate the precious gift of life in the new 2022 year. From all of us here at the Guadalupe Radio Network, may God continue to bless you and God love you. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Be Praise be to Jesus Christ. Good morning, CDT Catholic Drive Time. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you. We bless you. We adore you. We glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son of God, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayers. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Gracias por estar con nosotros. Thank you for listening to us. For those of you that are in San Antonio, bienvenidos. Those of you that are listening in Dallas, gracias. And those of you that are listening in different parts of the state of Texas and all over the south of the United States, what a tropical um, uh, time we're having this, uh, this, this day. I think we're going to hit the pool. Uh, it's nice and warm. It's beautiful. For those of you in the Northeast that are still listening uh, listening on, on social media, oh, you, yeah, you got to put a nice jacket and drive safely. Some of those roads are frozen, and, of course, it's not it's not so nice. Um, it, your, your friend uh, Jesus Robles is here covering for uh, Joe McClain. Big boots to feel. Um, stick around with us. You might you might see a, or hear a blooper, uh, and that's something that you can't redo again. These are natural. These are mistakes that I do as I try to learn. Learn this uh, the program in the in the setting. So again, welcome on this uh, awesome day, intentional day, uh, a very special feast day. Um, today we're going to be having in uh, just later on in the program the um, the game show. Okay, the fear and trembling. What goes on on fear and trembling? Well, we give out amazing prizes. Uh, this morning, we're going to give away uh, an amazing prize from the um, from the two contestants that we're going to have from yesterday and today. One of you is going to win the prize. Do we have, Adrian, the, the, um, the prize for that? We're going to let you know in just a little bit, but write this phone number down. It's 1-877-757-9424. If you're watching us on social media, write this number down. Of course, you're going to have to disconnect and call us at 1-877-757-9424. 
we're going to have a special guest in the game, my daughter, uh, Camila Robles. She's going to be one of the ones giving the uh, answers out, participating with uh, Adrian. So one eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. And with us, talking about participation and, and being very active, Adrian Fonseca on the ones and twos. Buenos dias, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Uh, yeah. Make sure, uh, for anybody mm-hmm. listening, say a little prayer for me. I think I might be getting a little stick, sick. Mm. I'm getting a little stuffiness in my throat. Mm. And so uh, doing the doing the Rudy's uh, news reads have been a I little, a little difficult. But, you know, praise be to God. I am getting through it. I'm surviving it. And, uh, oh, and just so everybody knows, for the uh-huh. rest of the week, yes. that would be uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're doing a best of show. So if you tune in during this hour, there will be no uh, there will be no game show. Mm. And uh, we're going to just play the best of Catholic Drive Time for 2020 to 2021. And you may hear some old voices, maybe like Emily Alcaraz wow. will be uh, her. You'll hear her voice again from some of the earliest interviews that we've She's done. She's a favorite right there, Emily Alcaraz. Mm-hmm. Very much so. For the OG listeners. Mm, so stick around. That's going to be tomorrow and on. Uh, hopefully uh, you're there to, to, to just recapitulate a lot of the things that happen happening here in Catholic Drive Time. But let's, uh, let's begin with prayer. Stick around here with us and let's pray. We say in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We say, uh, remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided, inspired by this confidence I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother, and to you I come. Before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. And now let's go with the breaking news with Adrian Fonseca, Catholic Drive Time. Yes, praise be to God. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Adrian Fonseca, filling in for Rudy Carlos as he drives down from California to Texas. And now your good news story of the day. A horrific Christmas find uh, turned into a five new fur home ever. Homes for a little litter of puppies left in a duffel bag abandoned at the Oklahoma Quick Trip on Saturday. The Tulsa Police Department said in a statement that someone had zipped the pups and dumped the bag on the store's counter on Christmas Day. Overwhelmed by the Christmas spirit, four of the officers immediately adopted four of the puppies, and the fifth went home with a quick trip employee. Photos posted on the store show the four officers posing with their new pups outside the door. If you're looking for a pet, please uh, adopt, don't shop, Tulsa Police urged in a statement on Sunday, there are a lot of rescues and shelters that are over capacity for abandoned pets. Another story from LifeSite, he gave everything pro-life hero hailed by his 44 disabled adopted children. Many of Tonio DeMello's children at the, at the Jesus Menino, Boy Jesus, community were abandoned at birth or are the survivors of failed abortions, while others would have been aborted were it not for Tonino's assistance to women in crisis pregnancies. LifeSite News' Tim Jackson was able to meet some of the adoptees, young and old, whom Tonio uh, and his helpers care for when he visited the Jesus, the Jesus Menino community in Petropolis, a city just north of Rio de Janeiro. So far, the children have been supported to the tune of almost $60,000 by LifeSite News readers on LifeFunder.com since last December. But Tonio still needs to raise $51,000 more to meet his goal and provide food, education, and health care for the 44 disabled adoptees over the coming months. It started in 1990 when Alexander, the first son of the community, went to visit the house he lived in 
which was a house with 200 boys with disabilities. And Alexander, when he tells me, man, do you want to be my father? Tonino told LifeSite News, he took my heart. At that time, I became a son of God, he continued. God embraced me, and there I discovered my vocation, to be the father not only of Alexander, but a father to all the reality that I live today. One of the children to whom Tonino introduced LifeSite is Jean, who was born without a skull or brain, but miraculously continued to live at 10 years of age, despite Tonino being told he would die within months after birth. It was a very big help, and I want to thank all the members of LifeSite News, the director of LifeSite News, and all the readers, he continues, where you are, you're saving lives with me. Tonio is in the difficult position of having continuously provide for all his adopted children, maybe even more challenging by the inflation affecting Brazil, but he trusts that God is taking care of everything. Check out the rest of that story on LifeSite News if you get a chance. It's a beautiful story and a lot of testimonies from many of his 44 children. And that's good news. God love you. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Amen. And the saint of the day is the Holy Innocents. The Holy Innocents were killed around roughly three months after the birth of Christ. Stephen was a martyr in human eyes. You know, the Feast of St. Stephen, December 26th. His willingness to suffer appears most clearly in the fact that on the point of death, he was more concerned for his persecutors than for himself. John, the apostle, was a martyr in the sight of the angels, who, being, a spiritual, being spiritual themselves, could see the spiritual proofs of his dedication. You know, he wasn't a physical martyr, even though they tried to kill him, but he was a spiritual martyr. But these, these innocents, are clearly your own martyrs, O God, because they do not seem to either to humans or angels to have earned any reward. Your special favor to them is shown with greater clarity. Out of the mouths of children and of babes, you have received perfect praise. Around the time of the birth of our Redeemer, Herod, the Tetrarch of Galilee, ordered all boys under the age of two years of age to be killed because the wise men had naively asked him if he had heard about the newborn king of the Jews. Herod, figuring that they were not to, there was not room on the throne for two kings, believed it necessary to eliminate that boy. He had his soldiers look for the child everywhere, but he was not found. So Herod ordered the slaughtering of the innocents. They were the first martyrs of the Catholic Church. Why martyrs? For a very simple reason. They were killed out of hatred for the faith and for God. Out of hatred for the child who had given them the honor of being born roughly at the same time he came into the world. Having been murdered for these reasons, they went to heaven as martyrs. They are the holy innocents. When the angels appeared on Christmas Eve, they proclaimed glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to men of goodwill. But this, but the first actions that unfold from that day, full of light, blessing, and peace, are also laden with threats regarding the future. For a superficial mind, this seems to be in contradiction with the phrase, peace on earth to men of goodwill. One has the impression that men of goodwill would neither suffer persecutions nor have to fight. Probably some of the fathers and mothers of those children were men of goodwill. Nevertheless, what happened to them? An immense tragedy. Their children were slaughtered. Herod appeared on a sort of balcony ordering the massacre. One sees the executioners looking for children whom their parents are trying to hide. In the foreground, one sees a woman who obviously does not want to give up her son. Nearby, one notices scenes of agitation and violence. It is indeed a dramatic scene. Someone could ask, were they not baptized? The answer is that they were baptized in their own blood. They were graced with so-called baptism of blood. And they are, as far as one can see, 
the first deceased Christians to benefit from the merits of our Lord Jesus Christ shortly after their own birth. All you holy innocents, pray for us. Today's gospel comes from Matthew 2, 13-18. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise and take the child and his mother. Flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you, Herod is going to search for the child and destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod. That is what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, two years old and under, in accordance with the time that he had ascertained from the Magi. Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled since they were no more. I want to focus in this part, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This last part, the gospel mentions the passage from Jeremiah, and at one glance, it offers no consolation. I no Navarre Catholic commentary through the lenses of Saint John Bosco mentions that the full text of Jeremiah is an oracle of consolation, which goes against what you read right there just just by looking at it. It announces that uh, that after the ordeal of exile. They will find favor with God again. He will restore the people and make a new covenant with them, a covenant of the heart, one that will endure forever. Similarly, behind this misfortune of child persecution and the death of the innocents, Matthew sees the fulfillment of God's plan to establish a new people through Jesus Christ. Now, these episodes and the lessons of our fallen humanity may look senseless, uh, a way of violence, but as if the Lord had in some point abandoned us. But the Lord allows certain things to happen because his plan, of course, is perfect. Uh, the cross was a symbol of total embarrassment and of total humiliation, of defeat, of death, of chastisement. But the Lord, in his power, it turns this symbol into a sign of salvation where the cross is lifted and everyone that looks at that cross sees that symbol and sign of salvation where the Lord gave his life for us. Uh, don't underestimate the purpose of your sufferings, but rather turn your sufferings into pur purposeful prayer so they become redemptive suffering. Now also, Ignatius Catholic Commentary mentions, uh, going back to the, to the scripture, rise and take the child. Uh, God works within the structure of the family. So important and again, in all the stories that we've been covering throughout Catholic Drive Time, the importance of the role of men, the, the vocation of a man, the role that he plays in a family. The Lord, again, highlights this as Joseph is instructed by the angel because he is the head of the Holy Family and he is the one responsible for caring uh, for this child. And again, uh, going back to Scott Hunt and Father Boniface Hicks, uh, they both agree that Joseph, the silent one, the head of the household, is given a, a ministry to protect, to veil 
Mary and the Lord from the attack of the devil. You know, how was the devil deceived? He deceived them very well. He was prowling on the earth, seeking for a virgin and a lonely, a lonely woman with a baby there, exposed. But he did not expect that this woman would be protected by the earthly man, the fatherly figure, Joseph, chaste. They add Joseph veils the holy family from danger and sacrilege and unveils it to the eye that seeks the true, the good, and the beautiful. Stick around with us. We're going to come back with the Catholic uh, Drive Time Game Show. You can start calling our phone lines right now. It's 1-877-757-9424. Call right now. 1-877-757-9424. and win some prizes. Catholic Drive Time, coming up next. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2, 10 through 11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2, 10 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Welcome back. You're watching and you're listening to Catholic Drive Time, a, keep, uh, a show to keep you informed and inspired. Right now, we have the game show. We want to give uh, some uh, amazing prizes this morning. But what do we need? We need a phone call right now. The first person that calls us right now is going to have a chance to win uh, an amazing uh, prize, something that's uh, that's going to keep you on fire in, this, in these moments of, of Christmas and these holidays. Call one 877 757 
24. Who's going to do it? I challenge you. 1-877-757-9424. This is how it's going to happen. We're going to have Camila on the line. She's going to be one of the uh, uh, participants. I'm going to be asking them the questions. Camila Robles, my daughter. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be able to guess her out if she's uh, lying or, or, or telling you the truth. Um, she's a 10-year-old. Camila's going to be on the line. And Adrian. I'm going to be asking them both the questions. So this kind of leaves you out of uh, coming up with answers. Just pick who's right and who's wrong. And that that's it. That's all you got to do. Uh, if you get your name, if you get one of the answers right of the three, um, then you're in the divine cup of divine providence. Uh, so, again, one 757 9424 Who's going to be the courageous one to call this game fear and trembling? Okay. All right. Fear and trembling. So um, let's get this going. I believe uh, there's callers on the line. Thank you so much uh, for, for calling. one 757 9424 1-877-757-9424. 9424. What do we have as a, as a gift, Adrian? Yes. So today, our game show sponsor is the blog, The Latin Rite. That's R I G H T, not R I T E. It's a play on words there. Uh, check out Dennis's blog at pathos.com forward slash blogs forward slash The Latin Rite. The name is a play on the Latin Rite combined with the prescription of conservatism for traditional Catholics, values, and beliefs. Uh, what I write reflects my commitment to the truth taught by the Catholic Church and therefore perceived as conservative. He is given away a uh, the three-box set of the Lord of the Rings. So you can be t- uh, pulling that out and you can be reading the Lord of the Rings uh, over this next, this little bit of a of the Christmas season, pulling that out. And, you know, I mean, I've heard Lord of the Rings is actually a Christmas story because it takes place on Christmas Day. That's right. So there it is. Uh, the phone lines are wide open. We had one on the line, but it, it dropped. one uh, 757 We're on? We're good. We're good. All right. We're good. Uh, do you have your daughter on the line? Yes. Is she? What is her? Uh, Camila. See. Camila. Yes. Let's see. I don't know which one is her, okay, okay. her number. Well, let's, let's, let's try see. it out. It's, a, it's an 832. Um, 877 So let's see. try is it this, out. Is this Camila? Yes. Okay, oh. there we go. <laughs> and then our first caller, I believe, is Annabelle. Annabelle, is that you? Yes, but I am. Okay, good there morning. we go. We're all good. Right. All right, Annabelle, have you ever heard the game, how it's played? Yes. Okay, good. Where are you calling from, Annabelle? Very uh, close by. All right, close by. Okay, Annabelle, well, thank you so much for joining us. So let's start the game since you already know how it's going to happen. Who do you think is going to be more sneaky, Adrian Fonseca or Camila Robles? Oh, definitely Adrian. Oh, yes, yes. probably. Adrian the Sneaky. All right, so here we go. We're going to go with the first question here in in our game show. We got to move quick because we got to give this price. What? uh, We're going to go with you, uh, Camila, first, okay? Let's see. What is the second commandment of God? Camila? Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Oh, thou shalt not take the name of our Lord our God in vain. Are you sure about that, Camila? Yes. All right, let's see. Adrian Fonseca, what do you have, Adrian? (laughs) Thou shalt not take the Lord God's name in vain. That that can't be right. I'm going to go. It seems too simple. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with you're not allowed to use vulgar language. Hmm. 
Mm, you're not allowed mm-hmm. to use vulgar language. Mm-hmm. That's what is that what you're going to lock in? That's what I'm locking okay. in. No vulgar language. That's what Adrian Fonseca says. Thou shalt not uh, take the name of the Lord in vain, Camila. Um, Annabel, what do you say? Adrian is lying. Oh, what? What? So who's right? Camila, yeah! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good job, Annabelle. You're in the cup of divine providence now. Let's go with the second question. Time is flying. Here it is. We go with Adrian Fonseca now. Uh oh. That's a scary thought. <laughs> Mary has how many days of official feasts? She has in the how church many days of yes. official feasts? How many? Well, I mean, that's, it can't be that many, right? Maybe like, I don't know, three? I'm going to say three. Three. Yeah, you know, I, there's probably like three. Well, there's one coming up in uh, and January 1st. Okay. Yeah, that's one. Maybe the Immaculate Conception. Immaculate Conception okay. and the Feast of Holy Rosary. Oh, that's three. That, there you that's, go. that's three, right? Okay, yeah, all right. So there you go. Okay, Camila. So Adrian says three. Now uh, let's uh, see what Camila says. What do you say, Camila? I think, according to the Bible, there are 14. 14. Okay. Oh. 14. Wow, she sounds she, she, she sounds, sounds sure. confident. All right, uh, Annabelle, we hear Camila saying 14. That's uh, that's a lot of days. Uh, I think we're going to be feasting all day and every day. And Adrian says only three. What do you say, Annabelle? I think, I think um, Camila is wrong. Mm. Hmm. You sure? Two. Mm. Oh, ouch! I felt that in my ears over here, Adrian. Oh my goodness! Yeah, there's 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 a lot more than three. Ouch. A lot more than three. Our lady has a lot of feast days. Did you send the shock to me over here? I mean, I felt like a, one of those chihuahuas when they put the little shocks and stuff on them to get them to comply over here. Ouch! All right, Annabelle, I am so sorry, Adrian. The sneaky got you on that one. Okay, let's go to the third question. Time is of the essence, and the question is going to go for Camila Robles, rolling that R. Robles, what are the four primary? Now this is gonna be a little tricky, Camila. So so get get uh, please listen. What are the four primary sources of information on the life of Jesus Christ? What are they, Camila? Don't embarrass me. The four gospels. I think the four gospels. The how many? Four gospels. Four gospels. Four gospels. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. But isn't, isn't there like a dedicate and all kinds of other stuff? No, I don't know about all that. Camila, don't embarrass me, Camila. Four Gospels. Four Gospels. Okay. okay. A ver, este, there is Annabel. She said four Gospels. Now let's go with Adrian, the sneak. I mean, Adrian, the wisdom. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> four, the four Gospels. That's a good, that's a good guess. What I'm going to go. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with the primary source of information on Lord Jesus' life. Mm-hmm. Are the four primary sources are the uh, history books of Eusebius, hmm. Josephus, Josephus, Warren Carroll, and Christopher Check. Christopher Check. Mm-hmm. Those are, that's my answer. Christopher Check, uh-huh. Warren Carroll, Josephus, Eusebius. Eusebius. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Annabelle, you know, uh, Adrian does have a whole lot of uh, master's degrees in, in, um, in all kinds of degrees there. I have a self-identified he, PhD. He is very studied. So what do you say? Camila says four gospels only. And um, Adrian says Eusebius, Josephus, Warren Carroll, Christopher Check. What do you say, Annabelle? I'm going for the four gospels. I'm with Camilla. With Camilla. With Camilla. Mm. Got it. Easy peasy. (laughs) Whoa, Annabelle, your name goes into this cup of divine providence. Really good chance of winning. Oh my goodness. So okay, so let's let's go in there. Let's have a holy hand go into the cup. Uh, Yeah, we mean we have a. 
only two days of game, so yeah. you have a really, really high it's chance a of 50, winning. 50 chance of winning. So truly, praise be to God. I'm reaching in. I'm All looking right. in. If you're watching online, mm -hmm. you can see me shaking it up. I'm uh, digging it, it real, it, real good. Shake it, Adrian. Real shake good. It real good. There Come we go. Up. Okay. All right. What do we, we have are. there? We see. There we are. Mm -hmm. And the winner is. You see. Annabelle. Oh! There we go. Praise be oh! to God. Go, Annabelle. Praise be to God. Ah, Annabelle, felicidades. Praise be to God. You, what What did she win, Adrian? She won. Not only did she win a the got the uh, not the gospel. Sorry, the complete <laughs> a set of Lord of the Rings books. Mm. Uh, that was donated by our good friends at the Latin Rite blog. It's Latin Rite, R-I-G-H-T. Mm -hmm. And not only did she win that, but I believe he also is throwing in a book about the Lord of the Rings, explaining some of the, the elements of the Lord of the Rings. So now you got a great reading for Christmas. So praise be to God for that. Are, are, are you are you a reader or are you like me? Kind of like, you know, we struggle through the reading part there, Annabelle. I, I do love reading, so yes. Okay, all right. All right, praise be to God. So, Love reading. So you're not going to rewrap the, the gift here and give it and give it to somebody else in El Día de los Reyes Magos, the Three Magi Day? I, my, my son also is a, loves reading. He loves the, the Lord of the Rings. I oh, like to him. praise right. be to God. Praise be to God. That's awesome. And, and Camila did amazing. Oh, my Camila. goodness. She was, uh, she was incredibly smart. How do you feel, Camila, participating in the, in the game show? Great. I loved it. One time I was um, the player. You were a contestant. Yeah, so now yeah. She, you've been contestant, and now you have been a co-host on, it, on our show. It, it's like going to a retreat. First you go through the retreat, and now you are part of the retreat process. There, there. you go, exactly. Anabel, thank you so much for blessing us with your Stay on the line. I need to get your contact information. Yes, Anabel. Okay. Again, uh, tomorrow uh, there's going to be a special program of the best of Catholic Drive Time. We're going to have uh, some guests and some appearances from uh, former... Um, show guests here like um, all, all of our friends, right? We have uh, Emily Alcraz will Emily. be on, uh -huh. our friend uh, with Mike from Restoring the mm -hmm. Faith, Bishop Athanasius Snyder, Woo! Michael Knowles. Uh, all of our best interviews, you'll hear all of them coming up uh, within the next three days. Keep yourself holy by listening to holy things like the CDT Catholic Drive Time and support this apostolate. Uh, Joe McLean will be joining us uh, at the beginning of the year, and he's going to be so energetic and full of so many new ideas. Again, Catholic Drive Time, we depend on you to share this program or on social media. Spread the good word. CDT, gone off the air. And stick around for the after show if you want to stay around here on social media. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Innocents. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. 
True apostles, faithful prophets, saints who set their world ablaze. Martyrs, one son, known unheeded, join one growing song of praise. While your church on earth confesses one majestic trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God, our hope eternally. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess. To Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask the Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison. Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Glory to God in the highest. And, and on earth, earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. O God, whom the holy innocents confessed and proclaimed on this day, not by speaking, but by dying, grant, we pray, that the faith in which you, we confess with our lips, 
may also speak through our manner of life, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, this is a message that we have heard from Jesus Christ and proclaim to you. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, while we continue to walk in darkness, we lie and do not act in truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of his son Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we acknowledge our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from every wrongdoing. If we say we have not sinned, we, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My children, I'm writing this to you so that you may not commit sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is expiation for our sins, and not for our sins only, but for those of the whole world. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Had not the Lord been with us when men rose up against us, then would they have swallowed us alive when their fury was inflamed against us. Our soul, Our soul has, has been, been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Then would the waters have overwhelmed us, the torrent would have swept over us. Over us then would have swept the raging waters. Our soul, Our soul has, has been, been rescued like a, like a bird from the fowler's snare. Broken was the snare, and we were freed. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Alleluia. We praise you, O God, we acclaim you as Lord. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night, and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod. 
that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi. Then was fulfilled what had been said through the Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled, since they were no more. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to Christ you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. Today we celebrate the fourth day of the octave of Christmas. As we said uh, yesterday, that it's we need eight days to soak in this grace, to really remain in the grace of that beautiful glow of Bethlehem, to let the light of the face of the baby Jesus and his mother to really penetrate and to be completely fruitful. And those who have their feasts now are those that are close to Christ's incarnation. And it is a revelation of human nature, really, this stark reality of human nature, that it is entirely possible for us to become enemies or to become villains of history, just like Herod. Herod simply was ambitious, and he saw this king of kings, the lord of lords, as a competitor. And it's ludicrous to think that God could be a competitor with some puny leader, but it really is. And he, in history, proves that he is a supervillain because he tried to kill Christ. And it is entirely possible for human beings to become this. It is completely possible. Recently, we have, this this theme has come a lot more in literature and in movies, that it is very possible, like, why, why does a person become a villain? You know, these origin stories of villains, and usually it's because of some kind of pain or some kind of fear or some kind of insecurity. But the reality, the stark reality is, Christ reveals the human dignity and the indignity at the same time you don't we don't really understand how there is a war on conception on just trying to be conceived until we think about the conception of jesus we don't really think about the indignity of of abortion until we see we think of jesus himself being eliminated we don't really see a you know christ reveals our own worth to us and really, if for our times, the great issue of our day is, is just this, that our generation is permitting people to kill human beings in the womb, that that is the certain kind of citizenry that is not safe. They are not, they don't have their rights protected. They are not considered citizens. This has happened various other times in human history with things like slavery or most recently in Nazi Germany when Jews and other certain kind of people were not considered persons and they're therefore worthy of elimination because the Nazis were painting them as the problem of society. So they said, oh, we have to get rid of the, the problem of society. We're ridding everyone of, of this problem. 
And that, that's what these little tiny children are being painted as now, as the problem with, with uh, you know, interfering in a mother's life and their, her freedom to do whatever she wants. Uh, how dare that person? And this is on us. We, on our generation, just like if you look back on Nazi Germany and you say, how could that generation allow that to happen? This is you and me. It's on us. And so it is our job to fervently oppose this. And let us pray today, especially for an end to abortion, uh, because th that's the massacre of our day. Uh, it's, I've heard one figure, something like one billion, uh, because of if you count the amount of uh, what they call abortifacients of people using the pill and destroying a child because of the pill, uh, the contraceptive, oral contraceptive is a form of killing a child, not allowing a fertilized ovum, a zygote to attach itself to the womb wall. This actually caused uh, an abortion, a kind of abortion of an embryo. And so the, the, the numbers are a lot higher than you'd originally think. And this is what our generation is allowing. So let us continue to pray and ask the Lord for an end to this. Let us bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church, that the church may reflect the face of Jesus, the holiness of Christ. We pray for authentic sanctity. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our Holy Father, all bishops and priests. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We fervently pray through the intercession of the Holy Innocents for an end to abortion. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for an end to the contraceptive mentality and the, the spirit of contraception that destroys one out of two marriages. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick, the suffering, the poor. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And we pray for all of our beloved dead. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you to hear us. For we make these and all our petitions in the holy name of Jesus Christ and through the powerful intercession of our Mother Mary, as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of full grace, of grace. The, the Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, and blessed, blessed is, is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Angels, we have heard on high sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply echo back their joyous strains gloria in excelsis deo Gloria in excelsis Deo. Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous strains prolong? Say what may the tidings be? which inspire your heavenly song. Glo 
brethren that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father may the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good and good of all his holy church receive O Lord we pray the offerings of your devoted servants and purify us as we faithfully serve these your mysteries by which you grant justification even to those who lack understanding through Christ our Lord amen the Lord be with you and with your spirit lift up your hearts we lift them up to the Lord let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is right and just it is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks Lord Holy Father Almighty and eternal God through Christ our Lord for on the feast of this awe-filled mystery though invisible in his own divine nature he has appeared visibly in ours and begotten before all ages he has begun to exist in time so that raising up in himself all that was cast down, he might restore unity to all creation and call straying humanity back to the heavenly kingdom. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Uncelia Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. 
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Michael, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Blessed Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Recepti salutari pus moniti, et divini institutioni formati, audemus dicere, Pater noste, qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, ad filiat reinum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, Sicut in cedo ed in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis hodie, et imite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos imitimus debitoribus nostris, ne nos enducas tentacionem, Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, and by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. On you stay, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy, not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, my soul shall not yield.
communion antiphon. Behold those redeemed as the firstfruits of the human race for God and the Lamb, and who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight. Glory stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face, with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, abundant salvation to your faithful, as they receive your holy gifts on the feast day of these your saints, who, though still unable to profess your Son in speech, were crowned with heavenly grace on account of his birth, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. 
Joyful all you nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With the angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the old angels sing, glory to the newborn King. The Prayer to St. Michael St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, 